the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. And my two co-hosts, Mark Hunt and Nam Pond, are off today. Uh, but we do have a special guest. We're going to introduce in just a second here. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with uh, two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And make sure you answer the trivia questions because the uh, tanning certificate is worth uh, over $100. And we're going to give away three of them, one at each uh, commercial break trivia question. Now, uh, and the uh, theme today is entertainment trivia. And our special guest, we've had him on before, so we want to invite him back because he's so good. Michael Browse, uh, who is a reverse mortgage specialist. Michael, welcome back to The Best of Investing. Hey, Edward. Thank you for having me on again. All right. You're very welcome. Now, you had uh, sent me an email with a lot of very interesting uh, uh, topics, and I'm going to let you go ahead and take it away. Yeah. So, what, you know, just... The- What's on the top of a lot of people's mind right now that are in the, you know, mortgage lending space or, you know, real estate sales or, you know, buying a home um, is what's happened with the interest rates. Yeah. And, you know, the what's what's happening in a nutshell is is you're well aware of. Um, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that the story that you hear on the news isn't always in line um, with, you know, really what's happening. So what I'm not mean? here. Well, what I mean is, um, you know, like, for instance, I could name names, but uh, for a few years, there's been one uh, an- announcer or, you know, uh, an- not an anchor, but a Fox News, not throwing Fox News under the bus, but um, she specifically has said and talked about a housing boom, like for the last three years, or a housing bust, actually, like, you know, bad things are coming. And so if you, like, if three years ago, you listened to that and said, wait a minute, there's going to be a housing bust, I'm not going to purchase the home, I'm going to wait until there's a bust and home values come down, and then I'm going to get back in. And you missed quite a bit. Totally. I mean, yeah. we're talking, you know, real numbers there yeah. uh, that, that people have missed out on, especially just owning the home and equity growth. Right. Yeah. Not to mention, yeah. you know, the, it's, the interest rates are significantly higher. But, you know, along the lines of you know, reverse mortgages, what, what is it? What is what is higher interest rates doing to, you know, the reverse mortgage? What's called the principal limit? 
And I got to think that that's going to have an impact on it for sure. Yeah, it really does. I mean, what hasn't changed is, uh, we may have talked about this on the last show, is that how do, we, how do the lenders determine how much equity is available when somebody does a reverse mortgage? How, do you, how does a customer like know how much equity is available to them? Um, well, part of it's going to be based on how old they are. It is. It's yeah. the it's the age of the youngest borrower. So if you have a couple, one is you know seventy five, the other is seventy. They're going to use the the seventy year old age. Um, but another huge factor is the appraised value. Okay. So there's three main components. One is you know the appraised value, the age of the youngest borrower, and then any existing mortgages on there. So one thing that we do know is that home values have, you know, continued to, you know, to go up Um, that might, you know, that's kind of leveled off um, a bit, especially since interest rates have crept up, which forces folks who were otherwise qualified to purchase home. Now they don't qualify because the interest rates are higher and their payment would be higher. But in relation to reverse mortgages, when interest rates goes up, when interest rate goes up, the ability to uh, borrow the equity um, is decreased. So there have been a portion of the folks who are looking to do a reverse mortgage. Now they, they can't um, just because they don't qualify. So um, that, that is a, you know, that is a factor, but inflation really, and I don't know if that's something you want to, you know, touch upon what's happening with inflation. Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> so the the inflation piece is let's say that um, let's say Edward that that your that your that your mom or your aunt or you know somebody who is retired. I'm not assuming that your your mom or your aunt's retired, but let's just say it's a you know 75 year old and um, they as a couple you know they fill their tank up every every two weeks and you know six months ago to fill up their car. It just say it's a Toyota Camry and, you know, for a 14 gallon tank, you, know, you do the math, whatever that is, what is it like 28 bucks at, at 250 a gallon or three, three bucks a gallon. I have to pull out my calculator here, but $42, uh, about 40, $42 a gallon. I mean, $42 to fill that car up. Yeah. Let's say they were doing that, you know, a couple of times a week. So, you know, let's just use the $42 today to fill that same car up. What is it like $98? Pretty close. Yeah. So that you say, well, okay, well, that's fine. You know, like if I'm working, you know, I can just work more or I can um, maybe get a second job. Well, if you're retired, you know, what do you, what, what are you going to do? So that's just, that's just the, the fuel, you know, what about a basket of good, like, like pushing your cart through Lucky's, you know, just getting the stuff you need. What does that look like? You know, so that's so that's gone up. So I guess what I'm saying is fixed folks that are on a fixed income. Yeah. You know, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. It is. All right. Tell you what, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. Uh, We come back. We're going to continue on talking a little bit about uh, reverse mortgages and what's going on in the real estate and interest rate uh, market. And today's trivia theme is entertainment trivia. So here's our first trivia question. Again, uh, Michael, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we get back. All right. Uh, what famous musician married his third wife, Nancy Shevel, in London in 2011? Now, I didn't, I didn't know this third wife. 
I knew the first two, but I didn't know the third one. All right, call uh, 888-912-1190. The first caller with the correct answer is going to win the tanning certificate worth worth over $100. Uh, here is the trivia question again. What famous musician married his third wife, Nancy Shevel, in London in 2011? Stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with my special guest, Michael Browse. Uh, let's see. First trivia question. What famous musician married his third wife, Nancy Chevel or Chevelle, uh, in London in 2011? Paul McCartney. Mm. I didn't know he was married a third time. I remember the first one he married, he was just absolutely in love with, and she died of cancer, and Linda, I think. And then Haley, I think, is who he married, and that was a d- disaster. Uh, I didn't know he got married for a third time, and he's, I think he's 80 years old now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Edward. Are you saying, are you speaking of Sir? Sir, that's right. Sir uh, Paul McCartney. That is correct. All right. So, um, Michael, uh, we're we're talking about what's going on in, you know, interest rates, how they're affecting reverse mortgages. Um, You had something here about two becoming one. Um, You kind of teased me with that, but go ahead and tell the audience what you're thinking of. Yeah. You know, um, when, when folks get married, I mean, go back to when, uh, you know, if, if you're married or you were married, go back to the day that, uh, you know, you were saying your vows or a version of the vows. Um, it, 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 the concept was about two becoming one, yes. right? Two becoming one. And then once you become one, you, you begin on this journey together. And, you know, at some point, it, there's talk of retirement, There's talk of retirement. So two become one, they join forces and they set a common goal and they, they travel down this path to one day where they can, um, you know, be in transition, not work anymore and begin to retire. Well, what sometimes what happens is uh, one of the spouses passes away. So it's kind of a, um, it's not a play on words. It's just like when two become one. So let's say that there was a couple, you know, in their, in their seventies, um, they had a bit of social security coming in. They had maybe a pension, um, home was paid off. Um, but one of them passes. Yeah. So the, the widow, um, begins to look at the finances and realizes that, you know, two thirds of the income uh, is now gone with the passing of you know, the primary wage earner at the time they were working. So um, it's a real deal. So two become one, what happens when two become one, what happens when uh, one of the spouses passes away and the other is left, you know, in the home, um, the expenses haven't, you know, really dropped. There's still, you know, th- upkeep with the home. There's still certain things. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the idea there. What happens when two become one? Hmm. Okay. Cause I know it goes back to biblical times of uh, two becoming one, <laughs> you know, that's what uh, in Genesis. Yeah. And then I guess what they have to do is kind of do what uh, Noah did when, you know, he, he, he didn't retire. I mean, it was 600 years old when he started building the ark. So, uh, 
<laughs> you go, nope, yeah. time to go to work, sweetie. All right. Um, you know, my um, my uh, my pastor years ago before I got married, um, there was kind of this. I guess you call it mandatory counseling, yes. uh-huh. um, got us together and um, began to talk to us. And he said, Mike, let me give you a bit of advice. I said, oh, okay. What's that? He says, um, he said, once you tie the knot, don't pick at it. <laughs> you know, and uh, I've kind of advice. taken that, uh, you know, to heart in 29 years in September. Um, we're coming up on our, our anniversary. So, wow. you know, it's, now, it's a, yeah. yeah. And, you know, they say it's weird that people start to uh, look like their spouses, and, but they also start to look like their pets. So. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something interesting. Um, when Before I got married, uh, I was you know fairly successful in my, in my career. And my wife had, you know, just graduated college. So she, she didn't really have, uh, you know, a whole bunch. And I remember our assistant pastor, he was an attorney. And so I went out to dinner with him one time and I asked him about, actually his name was Mike too. And uh, I said, you know, I'm kind of curious, Mike, what do you think about prenups? And he said, well, I'm not necessarily against them, but he says, psychologically, you're kind of like one foot in the marriage and one foot out. So he says, just think about that. And, uh, and so uh, we, I, I thought long and hard about that and uh, realized, you know what? A prenup probably was not the right thing to do. Mm. And, uh, and, yeah. and now, I mean, you know, after having kids and being married so long, probably wouldn't matter anyway, you know? <laughs> right. Psychologically, you know, it, it didn't feel like, okay, you, know, you got this out. And I think that's one of the problems sometimes with people who just decide to live together instead mm-hmm. of getting married. They figured, yeah, well, here, you know, if something goes wrong, I can just get out really quickly. Yeah. Well, that doesn't leave you the commitment feel to it. And that's our that's our psychology 101 uh, for the best of investing. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what? It's a big deal. Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, managing finances as a couple is, is pretty, you know, it can be tricky. It can be tricky, especially if, you know, they say that two, two worlds are colliding, Right. Like your, your wife was brought up and then, you know, then you were brought up and and you had some experience before you were married. She had some experiences before she was married and then you all come together and you have to, you really have to come to agreement. Now I know that there are couples that each one has their own account, Yeah, Mm -hmm. which um, I thought was interesting. That's almost along the same lines as the, the prenup where what's mine is mine and you know, what's yours is yours. Yes, we are married and we love each other. We're committed to this relationship, but when it comes to finances, um, we're going to, we're going to keep that separate. I guess that's, that works for some people, but I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like you Edward. I feel like, um, you know, if we really are going to become one, um, then, you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying that, you know, that somebody shouldn't have an account where they can just do whatever they want. Right. I was just going to say that that's, that's not a bad thing. And it's not, it doesn't have to be a secret account. It's just that's in your account. You do whatever you want. I'm not going to judge you for it. You know, I don't have any say in it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we have an account that, you know, pays all the bills and et cetera. You know, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I guess you got to, whatever works for both. Yeah. that that, I think that's an agreement. To each his own along those lines. Um, but I can tell you that, 
you know, the, well, we know that the number one reason um, for people not staying together is money, uh, money, money issues. Yeah. And it is, it, it's hard, but so when the two become one in a, you know, in a, in a long-term relationship and one of them passes, yeah. you know, I've seen folks where, you know, the, the, where the, the surviving spouse did not know a lot about the bills. Yeah. And so what do you do? So, you know, reverse mortgage um, becomes more and more front and center when something like that happens, because again, you know, the, the widow or widower has lost, you know, maybe two thirds of their income. Mm -hmm. Uh, They are, uh, there may be some, you know, some things along the lines of the house that maybe we can, maybe we can talk about as time permits, but yeah, it, it, it's a big deal. Not just dealing with the fact that your lifelong spouse is now yeah. gone. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying I'm figure out that first mortgage has gotten so much better over the, over the years. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Okay. Here's our second trivia question. The movie right. Argo, which I think won an Academy award was based on what event? And this was, I don't remember when it came out, but uh, the movie Argo was not that long ago, you know, with Argo. The, Argo, A-R-G-O. I think it was in oh. the last 10 years. Uh, hmm. Ben Affleck, I think, was the main uh, character. was based on what event? All right, 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with my special guest, reverse mortgage specialist, Michael Browse. Uh, Second trivia question, the movie Argo was based on what event? Now, if you don't didn't see the movie then uh that's going to be hard to say but i believe john goodman was in it and alan arkin as well as ben affleck and the one of the other major characters was is somewhat of a major character was do you remember the movie legally blonde the uh the the male professor he's actually mm. in that movie too the one who kind of makes a play for reese witherspoon and gets mm. kind of dumped at the end um, but uh, uh so the the uh event was the iranian crisis in 1979 so if you get a chance see the movie it's actually very good argo a-r-g-o um and it's based on uh, that uh, that event which mm. is uh, you know aside from business for just a minute when the iranian crisis happened i was in college and they had decided, they meaning the, the government had decided to reinstitute uh, registering for the draft. And I was in the first set of people because of, of my birthday. And mm. I remember my college friends telling me, hey, you better learn to speak Farsi. And I said, I don't want to play in the sandbox, you know. I got my whole life ahead of me. But uh, so fortunately, I didn't get drafted. But uh, that was a little mm. bit uh, tenuous, I remember. Um, all right, so we're talking reverse mortgages, and uh, Michael, we're just getting, we're continuing on with the two becoming one. Yeah, the two becoming one. So that whole idea when um, when one of the spouses dies, you know, there were two that were managing the affairs of the household. Mm-hmm. Maybe two had you know two couple sets of retirement. Uh, coming in or a set of retirement coming in. And when two becomes one, you know, what happens? So there's a loss of income. 
you know, some of the time. So in some cases, two thirds of the income, depending on who was the primary breadwinner. And it just becomes a huge deal, you know, dealing with the emotional part of the loss, then also saying, man, there is more month left at the end of the money. And I'm, you know, what am I going to do? So, you know, that's when a reverse mortgage, you know, yeah, comes in. I was going to say that typically, uh, you know, in, in a typical situation, uh, let's call it, mm-hmm. uh, the husband dies first. He was the breadwinner. Uh, mm-hmm. Wife's at home. Her income really is either nothing or very little. Yeah. And she herself won't qualify for a loan. Right. Yeah. That's the first kind of level of disappointment. You know, they've banked for years at the large bank. They go in when they realize there's kind of a shortfall in the monthly cash flow and the, you know, the banker has to tell them, Hey, I'm sorry. I know you guys have been customers here for years. um, But we, you just don't qualify to repay the loan and we don't have anything that uh, offers um, that kind of situation where you don't have to pay us back. And if the, if the banker is kind of on their game, they'll say, look, we don't sell them, but a reverse mortgage could be an option. Yeah. You know, talk to Mike Browse at NorCal Reverse and maybe he can help you out. That would be the ideal thing to happen, but that doesn't happen a lot. So the, you know, the, the widower is left searching here. Here's another thing that, that could come into play. And this is more of a, you know, in up in years type situation. I don't know if you know this, but um, like if you got sick, you know, your wife is going to step in and do what she can to help you. Okay. Like when I had COVID and when I had some other things going on health wise, yeah. you know, there was a period there where, man, I couldn't get out of bed yeah. and you know, it was, you know, I, I needed care. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, just think of, you know, an 85 year old where, you know, the one of them has, you know, significant health issues, mm-hmm. you know, where they're, you know, they have to be reminded to take their medication. Um, they have to remind, be reminded to, you know, do certain basic functions of life. And when uh, the one of them dies, you know, who's there to help them with that? Yeah. I, I, you know, I can give you a, you know, personal example of my, you know, my, um, well, maybe I, well, I'll just, let's use a hypothetical situation where there's a husband and wife and um, the husband is sick and needs significant care. Okay. Um, and, you know, the wife, the wife, she's not a nurse. Yeah. You know, she can't lift 170 pounds of dead weight. Yeah. She can't remember to take her medication and remember to give him his, she can't spend hours being awake all night tending to him yeah. and then expect her to be okay and not be sleep deprived. So yeah. what happens statistically is that the healthy caregiver in the marriage ends up dying oh. for the one they're caring for. Gotcha. So yeah. this isn't something that happens well, once in a while. No, this is a, this is a statistic. So I know happens- exactly that situation where the wife was blind for many years. The husband did everything, everything. And it just got to be too much and he died. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever that, that actually becomes the mission in life for some folks. Yeah. It becomes what they, you know, what they do. um, And that it serves, you know, you know, everybody needs a purpose. Everybody needs to be engaged in something bigger than themselves. And, you know, what greater, 
you know, cause, you know, could there be than caring for your spouse, right? The right. whole, you know, the, they say in sickness and in health, yeah. <laughs> it's back to those vows again, <laughs> you know, in sickness and in health. And what is it? Um, the best of investing in marriage counseling 101. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, I kind of feel like the building blocks of any, you know, civilized nation is the family. Absolutely. And that's you know one of the reasons I got into lending, which may sound well. Wow, how do you connect those dots, Mike? Well, look, every day you know I'm impacting the family because I'm helping them figure out their money situation. And then, you know, a lot of people don't know, but the number one reason for suicide um, is having no hope around money. Wow! And that's a statistic that a lot of people don't talk about, but it, nevertheless, it's there. And um, you know, you find out, we'll say, well, how do you know that, Mike? I mean, because the people that take their lives, you know, have no way of communicating. Well, they they do a lot of research yeah. up until the time that the person ended up taking their life. And okay. you find out that, yeah, there was, they were, there was a number of things that they were, um, you know, upset about. So that, so that's, that's one, that's one aspect of it is um, when, when two become one, they lose you know, the, their caregiver essentially. Yeah. So then in addition to, um, you know, the income being reduced now, who's going to take care of them? Exactly. Hey, Michael, we got to cut to another break before we uh, do though, please give out your information. If anybody has uh, marriage questions now, <laughs> if they have questions about reverse mortgages. Well, I can give them my pastor's number yeah. if uh, they have questions about that. Actually, I better check with him first. I don't know if he wants to be counseling other people's uh, saints yeah. or not, but <laughs> that might get a little sticky. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's Mike Browse, 707-888-8230, 707-888-8230. Or you can go to my website, which is Michael com. Very so good. Okay. Here's, a, here's our third trivia question. What Scottish hero did Mel Gibson portray in the 1990 movie Braveheart? That's some investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing one more time. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my favorite reverse mortgage specialist, Michael Browse. All right, the third trivia question is, what Scottish hero did Mel Gibson portray in the 1995 movie Braveheart, which is my favorite movie? Who, 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 what was the name of the Scottish Scottish hero? William Wallace. William Wallace, yes. All right. So, Michael, um, we have a, a, a listener calls in. We, we had to wait for a reverse mortgage specialist to come on for, to answer the, the, to ask this question. And finally, uh, we had you on. So, Eliza, <laughs> I've heard the term Lisa for reverse mortgages. Who or what does that mean? Who is Lisa? What does Lisa. that mean? <laughs> yeah, Lisa. Lisa. Hi. Welcome. Back to William Wallace. Back to William Wallace. Who's Lisa? Yeah, Lisa. Lisa's an acronym, and an acronym is uh, life expectancy set aside. Okay. 
That's what LISA stands for. So L-E-S-A, life expectancy set aside. What that is, is a an account that's set up for somebody who has a reverse mortgage where they'll set money aside to pay the property taxes and homeowner's insurance. Okay. So someone who gets a reverse mortgage, but the reverse mortgage company uh, wants to guarantee that while the person is still alive, those in, the taxes and insurance get paid. Yeah. And that's, and honestly, that, that sometimes comes into play when a borrower is credit challenged. Got it. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, that happens, you know, with, with again, uh, either uh, bad credit or uh, no income mm-hmm. and yet you don't want to have the person lose their house. And so the reverse mortgage, if they give them all the money at once, how do you know they're going to pay the taxes and insurance? Uh, yeah, they, they don't. So. Yeah, um, and that is interesting. And really, the, it's, these these loans are not credit score driven. So, if somebody was discouraged from applying for a reverse mortgage because they felt like they had bad credit, I would I would discourage them from being discouraged. Okay. In other words, I would encourage them to apply because number one, it's not credit score driven. And number two, you don't have to prove the ability to repay the loan. Yeah. Cause there That's are what, technically no mortgage payments. That's the whole, there's no minimum payment required. Um, and, but let's say that somebody comes to us and they um, you know, they've been late on their property taxes. So that's an instance where, you know, it wouldn't be an option. The lender would say, no, we, we've got to have a, a, um, a Lisa, a life expectancy set aside. And it's not just one year, Edward, as you know, right? With a traditional mortgage, I think we may have talked about this on another show, episode one yeah. of the Brown and Brow show. Yeah. <laughs> um, you mentioned it's just a convenience to have an escrow account. Um, so in addition to, if you have a mortgage, you have a principal and interest payment, and then you have taxes and insurance, which is another acronym for PITI. Yeah. Some people choose to have that imp- have that account set up, and it's just easier to manage it. With a reverse mortgage, the lender typically doesn't want to do that okay. be- because it's something more to manage, yeah. and it's not just one year that they set aside. You know, it could be forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars, depending upon the age of the borrower and the property tax amount. So that's a big chunk. Um, It used to be where you couldn't get a Lisa unless there was some issues with your credit. Now you can request it, and they will honor it on a case by case basis. Now the thing is, you don't. I mean, you, you end up paying interest on that 80, like in that example, 80,000, even though, that, you, right? I mean, uh, that is actually set aside yeah. and it earns interest as okay. it was in a line of credit. So it's a separate kind of thing, um, but it does, it doesn't, co- it doesn't cost the borrower because it's well, not actually. Okay. So it's a net zero interest. It is. There's no negative arbitrage. Okay. That's nice. Uh, I like that. Because you hate the idea of eighty thousand dollars being charged, you know, six percent interest and earning point one percent. Right. Yeah. What what minimum age is uh, do, do you usually see? Uh, I'm sure there is a minimum age for reverse mortgages, but uh, it, how many people are? What what is the minimum age? Yeah, sixty two for the for the home equity conversion how, how mortgage. Many, how many sixty two year olds actually get one? A lot. Really? Okay. 
I have a lot of pre-retirees that say, Mike, look, I like the idea of this. I'm going to go ahead and make payments while I'm working. And uh, when I, and I'll make them, you know, as, and as long as I want to, right. Yeah. So, so as long get, as I want get, to. Do they get a line of credit or do they actually get a loan? Uh, they'll, well, they'll usually set up a line of credit, which actually has a rate of return. So that's, that's another, you know, nice aspect to that. Um, let's say that they had a small mortgage. They want to, you know, they want to go into retirement without a mortgage. So they'll do the reverse reverse mortgage now, maybe five years before they retire, they'll get this line of credit and that line of credit will grow in a positive way. And so that'll, there'll be this chunk of money that's just sitting there growing right? In a good way. Um, and then they'll have, they'll be making payments on their, you know, their reverse mortgage. Now, it, they it'll have. grow if real estate increases in value, right? No, it's not based on the value. It's based on the value when they did the loan. So let's say you had a, you know, $750,000 home, gotcha. you know, if somebody is 62, um, you know, they would be eligible for, you know, roughly 300 and 325 or Okay. whatever half of that but is. But every year they're getting closer to death. And so that's why they increase the. No, no, not really. Um, basically the, uh, when a reverse mortgage is originated there, it's based on the youngest age of the youngest borrower and the value at the time. And that's not going to change. So, so what grows? What grows is this line of credit. Yeah. Um, it, the rate that's associated with that. So let's say you have an unused portion in, in, and it's called a line of credit. Yeah. So it's sitting in an account, but it has a growth component to it that's commensurate with what they're being charged for the money they've borrowed. Now, if they haven't borrowed any money, there's yeah. still a growth component. So let's say right now that a, you know, an adjustable HECM is yeah. in the, you know, let's just say 7%. Okay. A line of credit is going to grow at 7%. So if you had a hundred thousand, that'd be one hundred seven thousand, right? At the end of the year, you know, using rough so if numbers. You, if, so if you have a line of credit of a hundred thousand, and you haven't touched it, right? Next year it'll grow to that you could t- potentially take one hundred seven thousand. Correct. Really? So then, yeah. and it's irrelevant what happens to real estate prices. Correct. Yeah, because it's not wow. based on that, and it's it's superior to a HELOC because a HELOC yeah, can be canceled grow. or reduced. Yeah. This line of credit is, you know, your guarantee is contractually guaranteed to, you know, to be available. Now, here's one thing that I should clarify. Yeah. It's not like, um, like if it's seven, like the 107,000 at the end of the year, you can't take that 7,000 and, you know, and just, and spend it um, without, you know, it going to the other side of the ledger. So you're, if you take seven, 7,000 out, you're going to be paying on that 7,000. It's not like an investment where, you know, you, you, you put hundred thousand in the bank and you earn, you know, 5%. No, 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 but, but you have the ability to borrow. Yeah. And and that's what it is. It's technically the, the increase in the line of credit is allowing you to borrow more of the equity. Oh, in the why, why are they, if, if they don't do appraisals every year, I wonder how they'll, anyway, you know, I asked you the question when we cut to back, right after we get <laughs> yeah. to uh, okay. break. All right. Stay with us. The best of investing will be right back. We're going to move some closing comments. Don't touch that down. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. 
Welcome back to The Best in Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, reverse mortgage specialist, Michael Browse. Okay, so we didn't have a trivia question, so we're just going to get right into this. Okay, now, what I don't understand is if the property, let's say, is worth $750, Mm -hmm. and you get a line of credit based on your age of, let's just say, 62, Mm -hmm. of $300,000, and you Mm -hmm. don't touch it. Uh, or let, let me three, well, three, okay, 300,000. Yeah. And it's based, okay, if the interest rate that's being charged on the line of credit, if you use it, is 7%. Yes. Are you telling me the next year you have the ability to draw out 321,000? That would be more than 7%. 7% of three, 300,000 is 21,000. Okay. No, hang on a second. 300. Times seven, 7%. 7%. So simple interest. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. That's okay. So it's not like a lot. It's not, um, and it's irrelevant. What happens to the value? Correct. Of the yeah. So this, so this is the analogy. Um, yeah. I don't understand let, let's say that you have a credit card. Okay. And your limit is $10,000. All right. Right. You know, like, you know how a credit card works when you, when you borrow money, you got to pay it back. Correct. Let's say that they increase the, um, the limit yeah. to 15,000. Yeah. What it, so that just means that you can borrow more. I know. I, well, I, I do understand that. I'm just kind of yeah. curious if you, it, 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 because if real estate just stays stagnant, mm-hmm. they're allowing you an extra 7%. And it's 7% in this example is because the interest rate was 7%. That's what you're being charged for the money that you would have that borrowed. You could extract out, okay. And if the and if the interest rates happen to go up to eight percent, you could extract basically yeah. twenty four thousand. Yeah. Wow. That just that that just that amazes me. I mean, they they really obviously have to limit how much you can borrow to begin with because they don't want you to be upside down. Right. It's it is. It's yeah. like half. When you're sixty two, you're yeah. allowed to borrow about half. Yeah, but and but, sometimes you know when you think about it, when the you know the actuarials created the the yeah. product or were involved in that, they're saying, look, the borrower is getting older every year. Yeah, which is taking them closer to, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> the alpha. Yeah, exactly. But if you think about it, though, if the interest rates are seven percent in eight years, that's a hundred percent of whatever the current value. You know, if if the price of the house never goes up. That would end up being over a hundred percent. Yeah. So I guess they 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 have to make an assumption that real estate will at least go up a little bit. Yeah. That's amazing. I I, I did not know. I've learned something new. Yeah, I and didn't it's, know anything it's, about reverse mortgages, but I knew enough. But I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's wow. a it's a very very attractive feature, and nobody really talks about it when interest rates yeah. are low. And then exactly, and then does does that amount of increase uh, change fluctuate with? as the interest rates go up because you're not locked in. In other words, um, it's, since it's a Heckam uh, home equity line of credit, um, home equity reverse mortgage, basically Heckam, um, yeah. the interest rate will fluctuate. It's not the a fixed rate. Will fluctuate. The margin never changes, but the index does. Okay. So, so if the interest rates go down, then the amount of your growth in the line of credit is going to go down. Okay. So it's, it's tied directly to that. Absolutely. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Michael, give out your information one more time before we uh, cut to our thoughts for the day. Yeah, it's a, I can be reached at Mike. um, Well, the web, the website is uh, michaelbrouse.com and there's a nice calculator on there and some information about reverse mortgages and you can text or call me at 707-888-8230. Yeah, or you can email me at Mike 
at michaelbrouse.com. So sure. michaelbrouse.com, mike at michaelbrouse.com, <laughs> or phone or text at 707 888 Eight two three zero. Very good. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. What's a lawyer's favorite drink? Subpoena colada. <laughs> <laughs> and how many psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? One. But the light bulb has to want to change. Uh, All right. <laughs> and with that, uh, thoughts for the day, tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.